This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. Just felt like singing along with the song today because I'm in a really good mood. And I know that uh, some of you are in a terrible mood because I can never get back the two hours I lost watching that whatever you call it, that mad session debate with a bunch of people who have zero chance of getting the nomination and really zero chance of defeating the Democrat, whoever it is, whether it's Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom or some other clown that they'll put in there. That it was, it was hilarious, really. I mean, the best line of the night came out of Chris Christie, and that man stands zero chance of ever getting the nomination. I'm really not sure why he was up there on that stage. Like, who donated money to Chris Christie? I, I just maybe I'm, maybe I'm just missing the point. But of course, the person who had the most FaceTime airtime was Vivek Ramaswamy. And there is no chance in hell that the Republican Party is going to give this guy the nomination. He can never get enough delegates to get the nomination. He's just not one of their guys. So they were trying to build up DeSantis, or at least that's how it felt to me. And first and foremost, I have to put this out there because it's important to me. Was anybody as disappointed as I was in Martha McCallum and Brett Baer? Like, come on, guys. They couldn't control those clowns? Imagine if Trump had been on that stage. It would have been like watching World Wrestling Federation. So uh, I guess he did them a favor by not being there. And he's about to do all of the networks a favor by turning himself in in Atlanta. So again... This has become a circus. The whole world is watching and the whole world is scratching their head and saying like, what is going on? But I'll tell you what's going on. This Trump derangement syndrome is so out of control that they, they just can't help themselves. At this point, at least the whole debate or whatever you want to call it was not about Donald Trump. As a matter of fact, they almost avoided Donald Trump when a question about Donald Trump was asked. They all tried to get off the subject. But if you noticed, and of course I did, they were all touting Donald Trump policies. So if you're going to uh, try to be Donald Trump and we have the real Donald Trump, like what does you, what do you think you're doing? It's, it doesn't even make sense to me. I can never get back those two hours, but this is how I did it last night. I watched Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump at 8.55. I watched it for an hour while I was taping or DVRing, whatever you call it these days, the debate. 
So then I could watch the debate and fast forward during like Asa Hutchinson, you know, fast forward during uh, Doug Burgum. I did listen to a little Doug Burgum because somebody had, uh, you know, texted me and said, oh, the guy's kind of, you know, makes a lot of sense. So I thought, let me listen. And yeah, he may make a lot of sense if you want to be the governor of a state, but he certainly did not sound like he could be the president. You know, North Dakota is a nice state. No, you know, I'm not taking anything away from their governor, but woof, you know, what? And then I love all the emails I got today. I won the debate, says Nikki Haley. I won the debate, says Mike Pence. I won the debate, says Vivek Ramaswamy. And of course, I got 10, I won the debates from Ron DeSantis. So let me explain something to those candidates and to my listeners. I know who won the debate, Donald Trump, and he wasn't even there, but he won the debate. Over, what was it, 200 million people went on X at some point during the Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump interview, 200 million uh, hits. Now, maybe some people hit it more than once, so let's say it was only 100 million. There weren't 100 million viewers to the debate. so. If you're running some kind of statistical analysis, Donald Trump won the night. And I can tell you this from the bottom of my heart, because I certainly have heard from all of my, um, you know, my friends, they're my friends who uh, tr keep trying to tell me, Joyce, you know, don't, don't stick with Trump, Joyce, it's a bad move. You know, your career is on the line. First and foremost, my career is not on the line. My career is solid as a rock. And one of the reasons it remains solid as a rock is because I am consistent. I support Donald Trump because I think he's the only person who can get us out of this awful uh, mess that we're in right now in this country that I love with all my heart. I don't love Donald Trump, but I certainly love what he did when he was president. And I certainly love what I believe he would do in his second term. So I'm not backing down, forget it. Stop asking, stop telling me, stop dictating, stop telling me about abortion and all that other stuff and just get it through your knuckleheads that I'm with Donald Trump, I'm gonna be with Donald Trump until he gets elected or until he gets uh, you know, defeated, that's it. Um, I've been with him through a defeat already. I've been with him through two impeachments. I've been with him through now multiple indictments and by the end of today, multiple arrests and maybe mugshots. I ain't leaving my man, okay? Because he's the last best hope to save my country. And apparently I'm not alone because requests for buttons, when I offered them yesterday, you must refuse to comply buttons. Well, guess what? I've had close to 100 requests coming from as far away as Alaska, the Bahamas, and now uh, today, New York and Arkansas. So hmm, apparently a lot of people are listening to me and apparently a lot of people agree with me, at least most of the time. And apparently a lot of people understand that this is a pivotal moment in history. They're trying to put in these mandates again for masks and discontinuance of things that we got, just got back, really. Uh, we're not having it. Do not comply. You must refuse to comply. Now, I ordered... Uh, what I thought was probably far too many buttons. By this morning, I realized I didn't order enough. I had to contact the vendor and say, double my order. And I'm willing to do that. 
This is not a station giveaway. The station doesn't do this kind of stuff. And uh, this is a Joyce Kaufman giveaway. And I'm willing to put my money into this to have you wearing these buttons because every time someone asks you, what exactly does that button mean? You're going to say, well, I'm part of a you know, group of people in the United States of America who are sick and tired of these losers in Washington who don't understand what we're going through. I'm sick and tired of them telling us that we have to do this and we have to do that. And none of it is realistic or makes any sense. We are not shutting down, not on the Joyce Kaufman show. My church is not shutting down. I'm still going to go to the movies. I'm still going to walk around without a mask. End of story. And if people want to wear masks, go right ahead. But you're, you look idiotic and it doesn't make any sense because those masks will not prevent the transmission of the virus. You might be a little protected with a surgical, uh, you know, whatever they are, those high-tech masks that I see people walking around in. I'm not doing it. And apparently neither are close to 100 of my listeners who have requested a button. So mm, this isn't going to work anymore. And that's why the men and one woman that you saw on that stage last night, with the exception of Ron DeSantis, don't get it. They don't understand that we are fed up, that we are not going to be so uh, easy to fool this time. I ain't I'm not listening to the Fauci's of the world. I'm not going to listen to, you know, the Rochelle Walensky's and all these people who were proven wrong, but still want to get it wrong. And if you shut down this economy again, it's the end of the, the country. It really is. I mean, you don't know how many businesses I know that are just, they're either out of business or they're teetering on the edge of business because you cannot shut down for a year or two years and not expect to have terrible ramifications. You know, I have a friend up in Maine, her business is struggling and is struggling because people didn't spend money on things that were luxury items during COVID. They didn't have paychecks, most of them. So get, get this through your head. We must refuse to comply. I'm not doing this again. I'm not allowing them to scare me into ridiculous behaviors. Do you think that this could lead to civil unrest? And finally, Donald Trump said, well, there's a lot of passion out there and there's a lot of anger out there. And I don't know how it ends up. Well, I need somebody who understands that there's a lot of passion out here and there's a lot of anger out here. I need somebody who cares about the forgotten man and woman who cannot go to the grocery store without like getting a loan. He cares about those people and those people will turn out again and they will vote. And stop telling me about suburban women and abortion, because let me tell you, those suburban women and their desire to have babies terminated right up to the moment of birth and even after the moment of birth, they are a very small minority. They're very loud. They uh, spend lots of money trying to further their agenda. But this is not a country filled with people who believe it's okay to murder babies in late-term abortions or right up to the moment of birth. We're just not that kind of country. We never were and we never will be. So the turnout is going to be on the side of 
the uh, Donald Trumpers. So to all the never Trumpers or not Trump againers or whatever you call yourself this time, the rhinos is what I call you. But to all of you, let me establish quite clearly that I have started a movement personally, the We Refuse to Comply movement, and our motto is we are ever Trumpers, okay? Ever Trumpers. Win or lose, I'm going to stand with the Donald. Why? Because he stands with us. So you take yourselves uh, and do what you got to do, but leave me alone. And if that presidential debate told you that one of those guys or gal was able to lead this country, you are dumber than dirt. Anyway, don't forget, yeah, download the app, the 850 WFTL app. That way you can listen to the show. Or if you'd like, you can go online to the website, 850WFTL.com. Quick break. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you don't think that we need somebody, a real strong man, a madman in the White House, you'll have to explain to me why you don't think that. The president, the former president of the United States, surrenders in Georgia at 7.30. Now, that's interesting, right? Who goes to surrender at 7.30? Well, he announced on uh, Truth Social, which is his social media site, that arrest time will be 7.30. And, you know, he's such a, he's really so savvy when it comes to media, right? That means that all of the Primetime news shows will have to be devoted to him, okay? So Jesse Waters and, and uh, whatever comes before him, I think it's Laura Ingram, and then Sean Hannity on Fox, and then whoever it is, Rachel Madcow on MSLSD, and I don't even know who's on CNN. Not that it matters. There are only 300 people in the world that watch that because now that it's not in the, uh, whatchamacallit, in the airports, nobody watches that. So think of how savvy that is. He go chooses to turn himself in, and he's going to be arrested. I mean, that's what this is all about, at 7.30 tonight in primetime. Like, who does that? Donald Trump. That's who does it. Because he is not embarrassed. He is not ashamed. He feels as though all of this proves what he's been saying all along, that there is a conspiracy and that they will do anything to bring him down. He said he's going to head to a, down to Atlanta where murder and other violent crimes have reached levels never seen before. Fulton County DA Fannie Willis is uh, responsible for it, he says. So now understand 
that Donald Trump, once he is arrested, will be placed under certain orders about what he is allowed to say on social media. Now, I don't know how that actually works. If he breaks those rules, and he will break those rules, do they arrest him? I, you know, I'm just really curious. Data analyzed by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution show claims by Trump and his surrogates rega regarding crime in Atlanta are misleading. In fact, violent crime is down more than 20% compared to this time last year. Motor vehicle theft and theft from vehicles were the only areas of increase. But you know what? It's, it's the same thing that they're doing to him. He is doing to them. He can put out all this information prior to his surrender tonight in Atlanta, and even if it's inaccurate, people will believe it because their communities are affected. They understand that there's a reason that so many people supported him in 2016, and I believe so many people supported him in 2020, and their votes were stolen. I mean, I will never stop believing that. I've seen through the vote. I know that there was a lot of nonsense that went on. And the bottom line is, if you don't understand that and you don't see what they're doing, well, then shame on you. Please stay home on uh, election day or don't get in any kind of ballot because you are just really too stupid to vote. And, I, you know, I don't say that to be nasty. It's just a fact, okay? Because you have to see this for what it is. And if you allow them to do this to us, to Giuliani, to Donald Trump, then mm, what? what's next? Who's next? You know, now they're talking about putting masks on us again. Now they're talking about actually shutting down schools, shutting down churches, and we can't do this again. You know, the, there may be an uptick in COVID cases, but there's an uptick in flu cases as well. Are we going to have shutdowns because of the flu? How about allergies? You know, everybody I know is going to the ENT because they can't figure out why they don't feel good and their stuff, noses are stuffed up. So is that a national emergency? Just wait. If there were to be another shutdown, Trust me, this whole climate thing will come down raining hard on us. So please, please, you must refuse to comply. If you want a button, I've reordered them. Just email me at joyceradio.com, I mean, joyceradio at gmail.com, and I will put you on the list. And when they come in, I will send them out. Uh, for all of you who are offering to make donations, it's not necessary. This is something that I want to do. This is something I'm proud to do. Um, and fortunately, this is something I can afford to do, uh, especially since my friend had sent me enough stamps to send these out, my friend Anthony. So, And then someone else had sent me a whole boatload of stamps. And so, and I, I saved them thinking, you know, the day may come when I'm going to be sending stuff out again to my delighted, delirious, I love you. You are not deplorables. You are not listless vehicles. You are the best, the smartest, the greatest people that I have ever, ever imagined could call themselves Americans. And it would be an honor and a privilege to send you a button. As to the people who are asking for multiple buttons, please be, uh, you know, realize that there's only going to be so many buttons. And 
if you know that somebody's not going to wear a button, don't take a button. But if you're going to wear it, and that is my request, I'll send it to you, but you got to wear it. And you got to tell people that we're not doing this anymore. We're not listening to the uh, doofuses who messed everything up the last time, got everything wrong the last time. We're not doing it. And thank God we live in Florida, because I don't think Ron DeSantis, especially as he's still kind of thinking he might run for the presidency, Ron, after last night's performance. First and foremost, at the point when McCallum said, um, you've all made a pledge that you'll support Donald Trump, and then Brett Baer jumps in and says, uh, if he is convicted, will you still support him as the nominee? And Vivek Ramaswamy's hand went right up. He also mentioned that he would pardon him. Um, Nikki Haley's hand went right up. Uh, then, uh, I don't even know who was on that end, but their hand went up. Oh, Tim Scott, his hand went up. And then Ron DeSantis was so tentative. He's looking around to see who put their hand up. And, you know, come on, Ron, you're, you're not so tentative. I've seen you in action. You your hand should have shot up, and it didn't. And so now I see that as another weakness. And as I said before, it's not that Ron isn't a good man. It's not that Ron won't be a great leader. He's just not ready. He's too tentative. And Chris Christie, I don't know what he was doing. His hand was up and down and up and down. And, and you know, he's just ridiculous. Mike Pence delayed his putting his hand up. That's all going to cost these guys. And then, of course, uh, Asa Hutchinson said, I, I'm not going to support a convicted criminal. Don't worry, Asa. Nobody cares who you support. Nobody cares that you're on that stage. And Arkansas is a very nice state. You'll return there and they'll probably elect you uh, to some office and, and that's just fine. But you are not presidential material. That's the bottom line. You know, and the greatest thing that those guys who raise their hand quickly have going for them is Donald Trump, I'm sure, knows who's with him and who's against him. And if you're against him, it's not that he's going to uh, do anything to you. It's just that you're not going to serve. Like Tim Scott would make a great, uh, you know, leader, of, get a cabinet position. Um, I'm convinced that many of those people on that stage, that's really why they were on that stage. They know that Donald Trump is going to get the nomination. You know that Donald Trump is going to get the nomination. And for those of you who say, and we'll, we'll lose the election, let me tell you something. Donald Trump is not going to take the crap he took in 2020. Donald Trump is gearing up to win, and he will. And I'll get to be the one who said, I told you so. No, I won't do that. I never do that. Anyway, let me take a break. You don't forget that you have that choice. You can go on the web to listen to the show, and you can listen on your app, 850wftl.com or the 850 app. For me, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. So, you know, the President Trump has laid out some pretty aggressive plans to dismantle the criminal trafficking networks that are destroying lives and communities on both sides of the border. It's doing it in Mexico, too. I met a young lady recently who um, is in this country, not even by choice. You know, her parents brought her here when she was young from Mexico, and she didn't even want to be here. How about that? But she was telling me that the criminal trafficking stuff that goes on at the border is extremely dangerous, especially for young women. And we were getting a control on illegal immigration. 
And now it's all bets are off, right? So how do you do this? How do you destroy the drug cartels? First and foremost, you got to restore all of the border policies that we had in place for those four years. And you have to secure the border. Chris Christie got that right last night. It was probably the only thing he got right. Um, you've got to deploy all necessary military assets, including the U.S. Navy. You got to put a full naval embargo on the cartels to ensure that they cannot use the waters to traffic illicit drugs to the U.S. This is Trump's action plan. He says he'll order the Department of Defense to make appropriate use of special forces, cyber warfare, and other covert and overt actions to inflict maximum damage on cartel leadership on their infrastructure and their operations. He wants to designate the major drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. He wants to cut off their access to the global financial system. He wants to get full co cooperation from the neighboring governments. He's got to dismantle the cartels, he said, or else fully expose the bribes and the corruption that protects these criminal enterprises, these criminal networks. And my, my first thought is it's not just over there that you have people who are benefiting from this. It's over here. And we need to we need to prosecute those people. I don't need a former president getting prosecuted over and over again for really crimes that no other person would be even looked at for. But instead, you need to go after these drug cartels. You need to ask Congress to ensure that drug smugglers and drug traffickers can receive the death penalty. That's what he said. Now, I know that that's a little too strong for many of you. I think it's a little too strong for me, but life in prison works. Biden's destruction of our border? He spent the last two years dismantling the southern border? This open borders policies are killing innocent Americans. They're ravaging American communities. They're enriching the cartels, and they're destabilizing Mexico and parts of Latin America. Since Joe Biden took office, 200,000, that's the official estimate, 200,000 Americans have died from drug overdoses. Hundreds of thousands of pounds of ultra-lethal fentanyl, heroin, meth, cocaine, and all these other illicit narcotics are pouring across our border and into American communities. And it's not just border towns anymore. You're finding that stuff in North Dakota. You're finding it in Maine. It's everywhere. Federal officials estimate that they only seize about 10% of the drugs that come across the border. Think about that. There was enough fentanyl that was seized at the border last year. It could have killed every single American. That's a boatload. Well, actually a, a donkey load or a mule load, whatever they call it. So think about this. Biden inherited the strongest border in U.S. history and turned it into the greatest border disaster in the history of the world. That's a ma massive uh, indictment for him. He stopped the wall construction. He gutted the remain in Mexico policy. He ripped up asylum cooperation agreements. He imposed catch and release across the entire southern border again. He slandered and attacked border agents, said they were whipping the Haitian immigrants. It was a lie. And then he announced the cancellation of Title 42. And he basically abolished any kind of interior enforcement of our, our immigration laws. So drug cartels and human smugglers, their revenue is way up. 
You can't afford to buy peanut butter, but they're doing like 2,500% more than they did during the Trump years. They're netting $13 billion so far this year. The year is just half over, a little more than half, right? But trafficking illegal alien migrants is now a major source of uh, revenue for the drug cartels. And of course, this is because of Biden's border policy, border disaster. And the number of Americans that were killed due to fentanyl increased, listen to this number, by 94% since 2019. And fentanyl poisoning has become the leading cause of death for Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. Governor DeSantis told a story last night on the stage about how he met a mother. Kid took one pill. I know that's a true story. And reports of torture in Mexico, think about that. They are, uh, these criminal groups are very violent. And so they're violent against authorities. They're violent against crowds. And in the first half of 2022, the amount of violence, the reports of violence, were up 756%. I've never heard numbers like that. In Mexico, over 100,000 civilians are missing. Well, they're not missing. They got murdered at the hands of the cartels. That's an average of 25 Mexican citizens disappearing every day. How crazy are these numbers? And these cartels have destabilized Mexico. They bribe the officials at all levels of government. They assassinate journalists. They, they, any public servant is in danger of their life. They're mass murdering political candidates. Look, coming soon to a, a, a city near you, if you don't stand up, the, the, these are vulnerable migrants. These are women and children, and they're, we're putting them right into the arms of the most vicious, the most violent, and the most predatory criminal networks on earth. Well, maybe there's worse ones in the Middle East but, or in Africa. I don't know, but this is as bad as it gets. Arrests for human smuggling were up 82% since 2014, and 60% of unaccompanied Latin American children who attempt to cross the border are captured by cartels. They're abused in child pornography or in drug trafficking or in sex trafficking. Now, you can play games all you want. And you can tell me about electability and uh, vulnerability and all that crap. I, I, you know, I, I'm tired of hearing it, but I listen. I do listen. The bottom line is we are in a desperate, desperate situation. And desperate situations call for desperate measures. We have a person who we've seen clean up these kinds of problems once before. We have a person who is literally capable of tackling all of this because he doesn't care what people think in the bureaucracy. You know, I heard Vivek Ramaswamy last night and I heard other candidates talking about cleaning up the swamp. Well, guess what? You know, Governor DeSantis, I, I, I think you know, highly of you, but you are in Congress and you guys did not clean up the swamp. You guys, many of you joined in with the swamp. And that is, you know, the one thing that I know Donald Trump will not do. At this point, he is going to decimate some of these bureaucratic agencies. He has to. He has no choice. People have no faith, no confidence in the law enforcement like uh, Secret Service and FBI and CIA. And if that's not restored, trust me, 
the least of our problems would be a little bit of civil unrest. The danger to our communities is unbelievable and we're watching it transpire now if you're a you know a bible thumping christian which i am and which apparently mike pence is because he was really bringing that up repeatedly and i don't mind you know works for me but i'm listening to all of the things that are going on the fires in maui a resurgence of covid 19 um, people who can't afford to buy food uh, people living in homeless situations i went up to west palm beach and i saw homeless people on 45th street all over 10 cities all over the place here in broward 10 cities all over the place and we're a healthy state but it's a mess it's a real mess out there and when you have a real mess, you need somebody who is fearless, who will go right out there, has nothing to lose, and fix it, or at least try his best. I know he would try his best, and that's enough for me. For those of you who want to play the, uh, well, he's unelectable game, go ahead, knock yourselves out. Listen, you have every right to feel that way. You, uh, you, you certainly hear enough of it from the media, and some of you are, you know, you're, you're brainwashed. I get it. I get it. He can't win. He can't win. Suburban women can't win. Abortion can't win. Can't win. Everybody up there was pro-life, by the way, even when they said 15 weeks instead of nine or six. And, uh, you know, w w what makes you think that that's going to be the deciding factor in an election? We don't vote the people that Donald Trump appeals to on a single issue. We have multiple issues. We have Second Amendment issues. We have right to life issues. We have uh, this insane anti-wokeness that we're all, uh, we're just fed up with all this woke stuff. We got mothers and fathers who are furious at the government because they're indoctrinating their kids into the stupidest things, things that don't even make sense. Now there's some uh, place in California near where my daughter is where a person uh, is allowed, or they're saying, you must allow a child to identify as a Tootsie Roll. I mean, come on, guys, a Tootsie Roll? What's things are like just hysteria? No, they're not. They're not. They're talking about pronouns. You can say, I'm a leaf. You know, how about refer to me as your highness? I'm a princess. I'm the child of a king. Yeah, come on, guys. Time to push back. You must refuse to comply. Buttons available, just email me, joyceradio at gmail.com. Anyway, don't forget, coming up after me is Eric Erickson. And then the guys at night, Joe Peggs, Lars Larson, all the uh, overnight programming. And then Jen and Bill will be back first thing in the morning to wrap up this week. I believe tomorrow is Friday. Yeah, it is. And then, of course, Brian Kilmeade comes on at 9 o'clock. And the one and only Dan Bongino at noon, followed by the one and only me. So stay right where you are. Lots more to finish up before I close out the show. You know what? I, I think it's important. I, I think that we need to remind ourselves that we're not a bunch of dummies. We know what is safe and what is not safe. We were so terrified at the beginning of the COVID epidemic. It was happening all over the world. So we're looking at this and we go, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And we're not in that place anymore. We now understand that it's a virus. It is dangerous for certain people, overweight people, old people, you know, people with significant health issues. But what's more dangerous is what you do to healthy people, what you do to children. 
you know, I'm, I'm still watching California carefully because if they try to put masks back on my grandchildren, I'm going to lose my uh, kishkas because I got one grandson who literally thinks it's normal to be masked, Th- thought it was normal to not go t- to school in person or preschool, whatever you call it. You know, people had to hire full-time nannies to, to watch their kids go on Zoom. My poor grandsons in San Francisco, one of them never met his teacher. It was always on Zoom. So now the little guy, Abraham, has the same teacher because he's now in second grade and Ben did second grade on Zoom. So he finally got to meet the teacher in person because he brought his brother to school. What kind of nonsense is that? We're not doing that again. You must refuse to comply. You got to tell them, not this time. Mm -mm. It's not that we're daring. It's not that we're risk takers. It's just that we understand that not everybody who uh, is exposed to this virus gets it. I mean, look, I I should probably knock wood and not say this, but I never got it. My husband never got it. And we stopped with all that nonsense pretty quickly. You know, as soon as the, the Surgeon General of Florida gave us an all clear, we took off masks. We stopped all the nonsense. We had a governor who's supportive of that. And I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And you can't do it either. Because if we all don't do it, then it won't go down the way it did last time. I'm watching other countries. I'm careful. I want to know, you know, what is this resurgence? How many hospitalizations? There's no emergency. None. The emergency for them is the upcoming election. So if they can convince you that you've got to vote uh, mail-in ballots and all that other garbage, they will. They'll use it. And my theory is pretty simple. We must refuse to comply. Just like I say all the time, I'm not giving up my guns. I'm not allowing registry of my guns anymore. This stuff has gone too far. You got over 118 gun shops which have been shut down across the country because the only purpose for the ATF is to take away my Second Amendment rights. And the way they do that is through the dealers. And I'm watching it go down, and I'm telling you, uh, be very, very stern when people have this conversation with you and tell them, you understand that gun violence causes tremendous damage. That's why you uphold the Second Amendment, because it it causes tremendous damage to unarmed people. Just yesterday again, some bozos broke into a house. We're going to do a home invasion. Homeowner was prepared. Bozo the clown is now uh, Bozo the ground in the ground. So that's the way we have to live. That's okay. I'm watching all this go down, and I am confident that uh, if Donald Trump is reelected, and I'm pretty, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just praying. That's what I'm doing. And if he is elected, I'm not going to be uh, wearing masks, and I'm not going to be doing any of that stuff in a year and a half, whenever that uh, day comes. But in the meantime. We must refuse to comply. So I thank you for your time this time. Until next time, my plan is to be back here, right back here at 3 o'clock tomorrow to wrap up this week. Derek should be joining us. 
may uh, may you join us. That's the most important thing. The No Restraint podcast has dropped. I'll be here if it be his will and he delays his coming. Now, be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Don't let people tell you who to support. And don't tell any, let anybody tell you that those guys that were up on the stage and that gal could be president of this here United States. May God bless you and may God bless the United States of America. See you tomorrow. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.